The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from 2 Timothy chapter 2, where Paul speaks about being bound in chains as a criminal, and yet contends that the word of God is not bound. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Not too long ago, Christians ran around the United States with a nearly unprecedented level of freedom in many ways. They were free to speak about their faith nearly anywhere they wished. They were also quite free to allow their faith to influence their way of living in almost every possible setting they found themselves in. The religious underpinnings of our nation's forefathers and the continued influence of the nation's churches made it a rather comfortable place for Christians to live and to believe. But things are changing, no doubt. Oh, to be sure, we still enjoy many freedoms our brothers and sisters in other places have never known, such as the freedom to gather here for worship this morning without any real anticipation of being interrupted, or the freedom that we have to speak about our faith in our private lives without really having much fear of reprisal for doing so. But for those of us who grew so used to our extraordinary level of freedom that we enjoyed in this country, any restrictions on that freedom feel like the tightest bonds around our wrists and ankles. And that is not all bad, for it can help us prepare for the real bonds that might lay ahead. While we do not want to demean what our brothers and sisters already endure, we do want to be ready should those times befall us. So how is it that one prepares in case those times come to us? Well, today let us learn from Paul, who knew well every possible form and degree of persecution for clinging to Jesus. The inspired words which the Spirit gave Paul as he wrote young pastor Timothy, which we heard again today, give us the basic answer to the question of how we should be prepared for times that might come. Paul wrote these words in literal bonds in Rome. He not only felt like he was being persecuted, his body felt the little restraints pressing against his flesh. It's amazing to think, really, how the Holy Spirit continued to keep Paul active in proclaiming the gospel, even in such dire circumstances. We are told that he likened the life he lived to that of being a soldier. For he knew that any soldier was likely to endure hardship if he was truly engaged in the battle. And so it was with him. He was a soldier of Jesus, and suffering had come his way. And this was far from his first battle wound. No, Paul had suffered much already in the battle by the time he wrote Timothy. But as he wrote Timothy, it is true that he did not have the freedom to go where he wanted. He did not have the freedom to speak as he wished, wherever he wished, for he was being held in prison for teaching about the resurrection of the body in the name of Jesus. But all of those restrictions did not stop the word of God from being heard and being received. For not only could Paul still proclaim the gospel to those who were close enough to him to hear, but he could also write and encourage those who had much more freedom than him at the moment in their efforts to proclaim it. Here is what Paul understood. While the enemies of Christ could put him in bonds and confine him to a location of their choosing, they could not do the same with the actual word of God. And that is the truth we must take to heart if we wish to be prepared for what might come. Yes, we must come to understand that nothing can bind the word of God, that the enemies of God cannot imprison the word of God. We must understand that it is free regardless of what anyone in the whole world wants. We are to give thanks for that truth, and that truth should put all other things into perspective for us. So how was it that Paul was so confident that the word of God could not be bound? How did he know this? 
Well, because Paul understood a very critical truth. When we talk about the Word of God, we are talking about Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God, and certainly he could not and cannot be bound. Rome tried with all of its might in collusion with the Jewish leaders of the day to bind Jesus and to keep him down. They beat him, they mocked him, they killed him, and they placed him inside a sealed tomb. And yet, he could not be bound. He rose from the grave, and then he ascended to the right hand of the Heavenly Father. And there he has been ever since, reigning unbound. No, the word of God cannot be bound. Thousands of years after the world thought they had bound up the word so tightly in burial clothes that it would never be heard again, the word still stands. It sounds in your very ears this day. It cannot be bound. For Jesus cannot be bound, and he is the word of God. And thanks be to God that he is not bound. For he is the one who comes to you this day and frees you from your sins because of his death upon the cross. He is the one who comes to you today and frees you from your fears by virtue of his conquering resurrection. He is the one who frees you to be a soldier of Christ, to share in his sufferings with joy, knowing all along that he reigns in heaven since his ascension. We, of course, all hope and pray that things in our country will turn around again and things will be once again be more accommodating to the proclamation of God's ways and the way of faith that flows from them. But even if such freedom never returns in our country, this we must know. The word of God will not be bound. It will continue to go out just as God wills. In our gospel reading for today, we were told about the ten lepers who were cleansed from that terrible disease. No doubt that disease was to them, in many senses, probably worse than being bound with chains. For in those days, to have leprosy meant that you would be separated in nearly every way from the normal population, not to mention your family and friends. Those lepers lived a life which must have felt like imprisonment every day. But then Christ, the word of God, brought those ten men freedom from their bondage. And yet, we are told that only one of the ten returned to give thanks to him. It seems almost unthinkable that someone who was given such a grand gift would not return and give great thankfulness to the one who had given the gift. And yet, sadly, it's not all that unthinkable, is it? Sadly, we tend to be a very unthankful people. And I'm speaking of all of us. That realization should lead us back to thinking about Paul's words about being a soldier of Jesus Christ. Isn't it outstanding, almost unbelievable, that somehow while suffering little world bondage, Paul could return to Jesus and give him thanks that his word was not bound? I wonder if you and I would be so thankful if we were placed in bonds for Jesus. Would we still be able to rejoice and be thankful for the word of God, or would we be more like those nine other lepers, not giving thanks even while having received such a grand gift as the word of God? Think about how little it takes to rob us of thankfulness in general. We can have something relatively small that just doesn't go as we'd like and remain in a stink about it for days on end. And then when something more significant happens, we can really feel as if we've been let down in every way and that we have nothing left in our entire lives to be thankful about. Oh, it's easy today to be thankful that the word of God is not bound, for we are not bound either, at least in the things that matter most to us. But would you remain thankful if you had to share in Christ's suffering as a soldier of his? Would you remain thankful if you were placed where Paul was placed? Or would you simply sit and mope around about your own personal condition rather than rejoicing that the word of God remained unbound? 
I have to admit that I fear I would struggle to find much thankfulness in my heart if something that life-changing happened to me for Christ's sake. In and of myself, I would simply probably just write a letter to someone complaining about how everything was so bad for me. Well, thanks be to God that if it came to that, it would not be up to me to simply produce great faith. And it would not be up to you either. Even if we were to experience the same kind of persecution that the Apostle Paul experienced, it would not be us but the unbound word of God that would make us able to stand and that would make us even ready to give thanks. For you see, Paul was not thankful for the word of God being unbound just because he could conjure up something deep within himself and become a superhero of faith. He was thankful that the unbound word of God continued to come to him and bring him good news and joy even in the midst of his suffering. He was thankful ultimately because he had met the word of God, Jesus himself. He had met him knowing that he was risen from the dead and reigning upon his throne. The word of God is not bound. Rejoice this day as that word draws near to you. But also know this. Jesus will always draw near to you. And so you can rejoice no matter what happens. Even if you would one day find yourself bound for the sake of Christ, the word of God would not be bound. It would come to you and it would go out into the entire world. Thanks be to God for his word that cannot be bound. Amen.